It's fan day, so many of you have worn your favorite team jersey or shirt or coach's shirt like I'm in. So uh, anyway, and uh, let's all at once say, you know, go whatever the team name is that we're part of. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Oh, the Falcons. All right. And since I've got a mic, go Falcons. One o'clock today against the Saints. So anyway, excited about that. Me and me and Cooper and like one other person. So anyway, glad you're here today. Um, we're going to have fun today. Uh, we're kind of bringing uh, to a conclusion uh, a message series that we're in called Get a Life. And um, we're, we've been excited about this. And I'll bring you up to speed here in a few moments. Um, and obviously we have some guests who Cody will introduce here on the couch with us today. And you'll be seeing some more people throughout the service. And then after we're done, you guys can go out and have some lunch outside uh, with our barbecue crew. We have been in a series called Get a Life. And in this particular series, uh, we've been focusing on um, the fact that in the Christian life, the tendency, we kind of began in week one by talking about the fact that the tendency in the Christian life, once you become a Christ follower, whether you've been a Christ follower for years or maybe just a week or a month, whatever the case may be, the tendency is, is you get all excited about being a Christian and then at some point in time, just like a car who needs uh, an alignment, just like that, all of a sudden you begin to drift a little bit away from God. And you drift away from his best, not behavior, but God's best for your life. Cody talked a few weeks ago about the difference between behavior and obedience. And we're not talking about behavior here. We're talking about being sold out, uh, seeking God's best for our lives. And so the tendency is to, to drift a bit. And if we um, don't pay attention to that, if we're not aware of it, if we um, just drift through life and our spiritual lives, we'll find ourselves, just like a car, we'll find ourselves in another lane or potentially in a gutter. And so we've talked about over these past few weeks what it means to you know, kind of stay on the center. And we've been talking about different practices that we can have in the Christian life with a particular focus on community. And we've been focusing very specifically on the practice of being involved in Christian community. And so in week one, I talked about the fact that God himself, just the very nature of God himself, being uh, three persons in one, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, that he himself means that we ought to be in community. Just the very nature of God drives at community. Jesus was in community, and we talked about the fact that community is important. We talked about the fact, just like you saw in the video just a few moments ago, that life was not meant to be lived alone. And in particular, the Christian life was really not intended to be lived individually. And so we talked about that in week one. In week two, Pastor Cody, our student pastor here, he uh, brought a great message. I want to encourage you to go back to iTunes and listen to if you haven't, uh, if you missed it. Um, he talked about the fact that um, the disciples asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was. And Jesus essentially answered by saying, love God and love people. And so God himself wants community with us. And that's one of that, the most important community that we can have is our relationship with God the Father. But he also wants us to have community with each other. And so Cody talked about that in week two. And in last week, we talked about the fact that all the way back in the Old Testament, in the very first century, 40 years into the first century, between 30 and 40 years into the first century, the first group of Christians got together like this on a Sunday morning. 
maybe minus the couches and the light and Devin and Ann here, but they got together in community in a large group gathering, but then they also went home and got together in a small group gathering, and they met together in each other's homes, and they did small community life. And we talked about the fact that we follow a tradition that is 13 centuries, uh, that is 13 centuries older um, and that we follow into. Uh, and, and so we follow into that. And just like you all have these favorite teams that you have, just like you have these teams that you follow, and there's so much tradition surrounding that, um, we follow a tradition of being involved in community. I don't know why I said 13 centuries. I meant 2,000 years. I, so anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, you we, run with it. <laughs> I'm making up my own time in uh, history here. You're the boss. I'm the boss, so I can do that, right? <laughs> so we follow a tradition that, we've, that was begun with the very first Christians. And so when you're involved with other Christ followers, you're following in that tradition as well. So, now, we have a couple guests. I'm going to let Cody introduce our guest here this morning. All right, awesome. Bro? This is Ann Coyle and Devin Bradley. Uh, Ann is uh, doing a women's ministry, and this is not your first time, though, right? You've been, you know, you've, you've done the introductions before, but this is, how long have you been actually doing small groups? Well, my husband Tom and I had been in a number of life groups for years, and Actually, about 20 years ago, I led my first small group just as a facilitator. I did various different small group studies. And then for several years, I was a discussion group leader for Bible Study Fellowship, which is a lot like the community Bible study they have here on the island. And then after that, I led Bethmore studies at our church in Ohio. Then we moved here full time about a year and a half ago. And I really missed being in that small group setting. So I actually led a women's life group here at Hilton Head Island Community Church last spring. Awesome. Now, can you tell us what you guys will be doing this fall? This fall, we're going to do a study called Wonderstruck by Margaret Feinberg. And it's a study that she bases on a scripture from Isaiah that says uh, that God says, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. And I think since we moved here, I'm just so aware of the beauty we see around us all the time of God's creation, yet it's easy to take that for granted and to get so busy and distracted that we forget about God's presence with us. So I'm really excited about doing this study and um, just being reminded that God is right here with us with wonders that he gives us to enjoy every day. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, just see a sunset or a sunrise here is magnificent. And yeah, I, I've been get guilty of that too. Can you tell us, uh, could you walk us through what a Wednesday morning will look like? Well, we'll be meeting here at backstage. I like to think wearing this shirt helped me get that position. <laughs> You're <here>. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. But, you dirty um, it up, you're cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be meeting here on Wednesday mornings, and uh, the member book is broken into seven different studies for different weeks, and then each week has five days of homework. So the women will come prepared with their homework done, which we'll discuss. Yes, they will. <laughs> and then we'll be watching a DVD where Margaret Feinberg, the author of the study, does a little teaching and exposition, 
and we'll also discuss that DVD. Then we'll have time for prayer requests and prayer, and um, we'll also, of course, do fellowships, occasionally a brunch or something like that, just to get together. Well, if you mention food, I'll be here. Um, <laughs> women. Like, women. Women's, women's study, Cody. <laughs> I need to learn about Wonderstruck. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> okay, fine. What is the most important thing for women uh, in a life group to know, or why should a woman be a part of a small group? I think maybe the most important thing is that it makes your church feel more like home and family. And we always found Hilton Head Island Community Church to be a very friendly church, but when you're in a small group, you come in and you feel like you actually know some people, they're not just familiar faces. So actually last spring, a number of the women in the group were all fairly new to the island and to the church, and it was really good that we could share that in common and know how to be praying for each other and become each other's um, family here on the island. That's awesome. Would you guys give a round of applause to Ann Coyle, please? Thank you so much. Um, I just want to highlight two things, a couple things um, that Ann said, and then I'm going to give you some instruction on some other things. Um, Ann mentioned two things. Number one, that um, the life group is DVD. Um, and so many of you who sign up for a life group, uh, you'll go to someone's home or you'll go to backstage here uh, and be a part of a life group. And um, just know that you're, you're getting teaching um, that's solid teaching. It's a DVD. It might be, in this case, it's Margaret Feinberg. It might be Andy Stanley, uh, Michael Youssef. You'll hear about that later. But it's um, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them actually are DVD-driven. And uh, so you'll hear that. The other thing that I want to highlight is that you said something very interesting. You said when, you're, when the ladies got together, when women got together, that they felt like they were home. And I want you to hear this. When you come to church, it's hard to get to know people. It's hard in the hour to hour and 15 or 20 minutes that you're here to actually have a relationship with people. And it's very difficult to feel home at a church that's growing. But when you're a part of a life group, you really feel like you're home. Am I right, Ann? So uh, I want to encourage you on that. I want to encourage you um, to, as you're, uh, as you're thinking about these groups, to think, if I'm feeling a little bit disconnected, maybe that's why I'm not in a group. Now, Cynthia and Ashley are going to hand these out. These are the fall group, uh, life group signups, and so they're going to be handing them out to people who don't have them. So if you need one of these, I'm just going to ask you to just raise your hand, and they um, will come by and hand one to you. This is hot, literally hot off the presses. Um, and so each week over these past few weeks, We've made changes to these, and I'm going to go over this when everyone has it in just a few minutes. In the meantime, I want you to hear from my friend um, Devin Bradley. This is Devin Bradley, and um, Devin and I, um, it's an interesting story that I'll tell, and I think he'll tell part of it too. Um, I walked into Starbucks one day, I think it was 2008, 2008, walked into Starbucks in 2008, and I saw a familiar face. How many of you have ever been in Starbucks and saw a face from the past, a long time ago? I saw a face from many moons ago. Devin and I went to the same high school in Atlanta, Georgia. And there he was, here I'm living in Hilton Head Island and he's living on Hilton Head Island and uh, went up to him and said, hey, I'm Todd Cullen, you remember me? We played soccer together in high school. He was a little bit older than me, a little bit cooler than I was. So anyway, that's just, Devin. Just let it out, you know I mean? <laughs> this is kind of like therapy for me, man. So anyway. Great. 
uh, Devin and I, um, so we kind of rekindled a friendship that goes 20-something years ago uh, from back in high school many moons ago. And um, uh, Devin had moved here in 2008. He was living in Charleston and was a part of a church that um, we're kind of connected with, Seacoast Community Church up in the Charleston area. And Devin leads a group of men. And so tell us a little bit about uh, your history of leading this group for men, Devin. Well, first I have to finish the story uh, that Todd always tries to edit for content, which is <laughs> last time I saw Todd, he was going to be an attorney. So when we, we ran into each other at Starbucks, I was like, well, what type of law are you practicing? And he was like, well, uh, he, there's this quiet pause, and he's like, I'm not really practicing law. I'm kind of persuading people in a different way. I'm a pastor. <laughs> and I think I probably, like, spit my coffee out. And I was like, well, that's... Very similar. You're just, you know, uh, you know Todd, Todd, Todd always uh, neglects to tell that part of the story, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we have known each sure. other for a long time. I'm just wondering why you were looking for an attorney. So, uh, yeah, okay. anyway. there's a, there's a statute of limitations, and uh, that's okay. all, all right, story. Yeah. Uh, and we'll say but, here. Oh man, Tom, Tom Berrigan, who's out here somewhere, and I a couple of years ago um, really felt that um, there was a lot of guys who would you know, would be in a small group if there was one that they felt they could connect with. And Tom kind of had, uh, I guess, in his mind, a series that he had kind of experienced. And it ended up being almost a six-month series that, that we were kind of working towards and we did some other shorter series before we did that one. And it ended up being the best information that I had ever heard on kind of how God designed us and if it's possible how to better understand the opposite sex. And it was essentially just a, just a great series. And again, a DVD series. It was a DVD Robert series. Robert Lewis, I think. Robert was. Lewis. Robert Lewis, And yeah. there's actually three different series, and we're getting ready to start the second one in a couple of weeks. But it was essentially just an unbelievable um, series that lasted, I, I guess, 24, 25 weeks. Mm. Um, we ended up with, a, with a, a real mix of guys that were 20. Our youngest was 22, and our oldest was 82. Mm. Wow. And one of the cool wow. things about it is there's there's a lot of commonalities, a lot of shared experiences that all guys have faced or will face. Mm. And so it was, it was Fantastic. really cool. Now listen, men, huh, you know, we, we may have a more difficult time being attuned spiritually. Women don't say amen, okay? We might have a little <laughs> more difficult time being attuned to what God is doing spiritually just in general. Why is it important for a guy to be a part of a community group, a life group? I, I think guys are less likely to just go, you know, outside of like beer commercials where you see these guys like pouring their hearts out, you know, to, <laughs> I, I think guys are less likely to just share with people that they, they haven't known for a long period of time or somebody other than their, their spouse or family member. Um, but it's really important in terms of accountability, mm. encouragement, some of the guys who are, are more mature, it's a chance to kind of mentor guys who haven't gone through the experiences that they have yet. Yeah. And I think that every guy who came um, felt like they really got something out of it. And it was just, um, it, it was a really neat experience. And one of the things that we, that we kind of tried to do was to have an open door policy because we meet very early in the morning because everybody's busy. And so we try to keep it to, you know, keep it to an hour or right mm -hmm. under an hour. Right. Some guys can only come twice a month. Sometimes guys, you know, have to show up late and leave early. So it's just come when you can. Yeah. But. 
It's fantastic. It's a great study. Tom and Devin do a fantastic job with facilitating the discussion um, after uh, the DVD, after Robert Lewis's DVD. And you guys are going to be meeting actually back here in the backstage. Is that right? Uh, Pain coming painfully up. early. Yeah. Painfully early at 7 a.m. Man, 7 a.m. on uh, Thursdays. And uh, so, guys, I want to encourage you uh, to be a part of that. And um, let me just have you guys take this out. You guys all received them now. Um, and Devin's group is listed on the back of that page. It's on the back of that page. It's the second one down. If you're interested, guys, um, for this, uh, be a part of that group. Check that off. Give us your name and email address. And on the front is uh, Ann's, Ann Coyle. Uh, we have two Ann's as facilitators. This is Ann Coyle's. Um, also, I want to draw your attention to Ann Heinley's. Ann Heinley leads one. That's on the back also. She leads one for women at night. And so if you can't come during the day, uh, Ann Heinley will be leading one for women at night. And then also Stacy Mitchell is starting a group uh, that is uh, going to be on Thursday evenings. And so we're very excited uh, about those groups. So now here's what's going to happen. If you check one of these off and you leave it with us, the leader will be in touch with you. Now, some of you, uh, some of you signed up last week, and you should have heard from your leader yet. If you didn't, it probably means your group is full, and we're going to help you find one. So we're still working through some of that, but please let us know. Let us know your name and information on the back, and you can turn that in um, as you leave today. And um, I'd just like to say, Ann and Devin, thank you very much for yes, being thank here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yes. why don't give you guys give them a round of applause? Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Ann. Appreciate it. All righty. Um, as a student pastor, one of the things that we also value is life groups. And I just wanted you guys to know that we have two different life groups. We have life groups for high school students and middle school students. The high school students is called the gig, and that's on Sunday nights from 7 to 8.30. And then when middle school meets on Wednesday nights, and that is from 7 to 8.30. And we... Like, small groups is the essentialness to student ministry. Um, it's not being flashy. You'll be back there, and you're going to see a lot of gadgets and gadgets and all that. It's fun, but that's not student ministry. Student ministry is getting down deep into the Word of God and having students grow. That's student ministry. And I grabbed a couple of our students at this church to talk about what they think student ministry is and what's important to them. So... Awesome. It's really cool um, this morning. Um, hi, Rachel. How are you this morning? <laughs> um, let's see. And I'm going to actually uh, have you grab that mic there. Um, it's interesting because um, I have um, uh, been the lead pastor and we started our church and we're, uh, uh, let's see, six years old now. And uh, man, it's amazing what God has done um, in the life of our church. But in the early days of the church, um, I served as the youth pastor. I know. Oh, dear Lord. That would, oh, help that us, happen, huh? please. <laughs> and then I actually had Randy, who plays drums back here, help me, and he served as our youth pastor. And um, so in the midst of all that, there was one person that was here from the very beginning when she was a middle school student, and it's this person that's sitting to my right. This is Rachel Weldy. Why don't you give it up for Rachel Weldy this morning? Rachel's been with our student ministry from the beginning, and she was always there. She always served, and I'm very thankful for you, Rachel. Thanks for being here today. Now, you've been involved. Um, uh, the past year, you've been involved in Bible studies, and you guys do um, breakout groups. You do life groups um, afterwards. Tell us a little bit about how the evening has gone uh, when you have 
uh, youth group. Tell us a little bit about how it goes and how you transition into the small groups after that. Okay, well, we usually... And hold that real close to your mouth. There you right. go. Awesome. Perfect. Um, we usually get there, and we kind of hang out and talk to people and meet some new people that are there, and then we um, sit down together, and we have a lesson that Cody or someone, one of our leaders, usually speaks, and we watch videos sometimes and sing some songs, and then we'll all split up, and the girls will usually go off into a different room, and the guys will go off in their own room. And we'll all kind of talk about how the lesson like impacted us. And then we all kind of come back together after our conversations and like pray. And then have, have you gotten to know some of the girls a, a little bit better because of the small groups? Yeah, they really help you get to know people that maybe don't go to your school. And I met some. I met Bree. She was, mm -hmm. I didn't know her at all until we started those small groups. And she's like one of my best friends now. So it's just kind of neat to meet new people. Okay, I have a nine-year-old. She's going to be in our student ministry really soon, so look out, Cody. Your oh, I can't wait. Your first, <laughs> your first pastor kid in the in the student ministry. But um, Rachel, Yay. tell me if you were to tell someone, a student that's sitting out here today, why it's important for them to be involved in the youth ministry, and obviously because of the small groups. Why is it important for them to be involved? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I just think it's really important to kind of step out of your little bubble because when I was in middle school I was really shy and I didn't mm -hmm. like like I liked going to youth group but it wasn't really on my priority list and now that I've gone there like the small groups and everything they really help you grow in your relationship with Christ and now I can't like I can't wait for Sundays to come for youth group to come because I just love going so much that's awesome that's great good stuff why don't you give it up for Rachel Weldy yeah. Yeah. And one thing I want to add is that Rachel is actually going to start helping out with middle school girls oh, because right. of she seems she saw how um, an impact it is to have people to be there to listen to students. And so she and Alex Pastilli, another high school student, is coming down on a Wednesday and help out with middle school ministry because they know the essentials of small groups. So thank you, Rachel. That's awesome. That's awesome. Rachel. Good job. I just want to brag on you for a little bit. Coop. Matt Ryan, no, no. go Falcons, What's up, dude. You look relaxed. Right, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you look relaxed. Pop up your feet. Stay a while. Hey, we could put the game on the TV right there. I know, right? You want to do that? Yeah, it'd be good. All right. <laughs> Coop. All right. My, uh, I guess, my question I have for you: Why should a middle school or a high school boy be a part of a life group in student ministry? Well, they're fun, and you get to meet new people. Um, and there's a lot of drama in middle school and high school. And, um, well put. Yeah, they need to, like, get away from it. like, helps them, like, steer clear of that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and That's good. Why do you show up? Because I get to see my friends and learn about God. Awesome. That's good. Isn't that awesome? Um, Coop, can you tell the congregation what is one thing that you have learned in student ministry? Um... That God's a good person to go talk to if you're having any problems. Just helps you get that weight off your shoulders. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Guys, would you guys give a round of applause to Cooper and Rachel Weldy? Awesome. Good job. You can go this way. Awesome, Rachel. Thanks. Thanks, Cooper. Go Falcons, buddy. Go Falcons, yes. He's, I think he said something bad about the Saints as he left the stage there. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what's really neat about that is our, our, our next guests are coming on stage here. You know what's really neat is just to see our students. I mean, um, 
Cody and um, the, um, our student team do such a good job of making sure that even, at, um, even in middle school and even in high school, that um, they understand that community is important. And um, Cody and his team do such a great job, man. I'm so thankful for you as our student pastor. Thank you. And yeah, it's, I thank my leaders because um, they're really in the battleground, in the battlefield yeah. with our students. And um, if anything really good comes out of it, I would definitely, it's, it's because I have amazing leaders who are with me and supporting me. So, that's awesome. um, and that's one of my students. That's awesome. Thanks, Brennan. <laughs> As they leave. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> no, we're, um, I'm just so excited about that. And everything that you just heard about um, in terms of like the Bible study and the fellowship time and game time that they have, and then they break up into their groups, that all has been happening in homes for the last year. And as of tonight, we're going to be in backstage right behind this room. Woo! Yes. So anyway, they have a home. Our student ministry has a home. Well, um, just continuing our interviews here, I want to introduce, this is Richard Ricks. Richard, thank you so much, man, for being here. Glad you're here this morning. Richard is, um, has, serves as one of our elders here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, but he also, about a year ago, offered to be uh, a life group leader. Tell us a little bit about your life group, Richard. Our life group is for couples, um, and it's like a family. The uh, setting is, all, is in our home, uh, which makes it very nice and relaxed, and uh, we just have wonderful discussion. Uh, fundamentally, we want to be there for the uh, individuals that are in the life group, the couples that are there, not only to give them the environment to study the Word, but also to know that they have family. Mm -hmm. Many of us are away from our family. Mine's up in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it's nice to have a, a group of individuals I can call upon any time uh, to help me out or me to help them out. And it's awesome. Do you hear that? The aspect of care, again, uh, in life groups, that you guys are a family is, is what you said. And so, uh, you know, it's just so important to be able to uh, have people you can count on um, during That's times right. of crisis. Now, I want to focus this segment a little bit more on leadership because there are some of you, and I got to tell you, this was really cool. After the first service, um, we had someone, someone came up to me and they're like, you know, um, I, I know a few people in the church, but I don't know too many people too well. And I just decided, you know what, it's time for me to lead and just start a group. So we had a whole group start right after the last service. Hey, and uh, so I want to encourage you who are out here that you've been maybe thinking about facilitating leading a group. Um, uh, these are two facilitators I want you to hear from. Tell me, we use this term leadership, and it sounds like, you know, leadership, like we have to know everything. Oh. Oh. Seminary, like you have to go to Dallas Theological Seminary, which is where Cody goes, and uh, learn all this stuff. But tell us what leading, uh, or we call it facilitating a group, really is all about. Richard. You know, I think the, it first starts with being humble and understanding you don't have all the answers, and so therefore praying about what the Lord would have you do is, is fundamental, but also is creating an environment where the dialogue flows very comfortably. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, uh, we'll talk about it later, we, we have a structured study, but we don't let the structure get in the way of the conversation. Many times people come in with a burden on their heart and they really want, and that's part of the family aspect, to share it, have a dialogue about it, and, you know, understand what the Word of God says that they, they ought to do with it. 
And so what a, a, from our perspective, what a leader does is just enable that, facilitate that, mm. and create that comfortable environment. That's great. Now, what are you guys going to be studying this time? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I just uh, we uh, decided to use Michael Yusuf. Uh, Michael Yusuf is an individual that converted from Islam. He's an Egyptian. I, I, you know, those of you from Atlanta probably have heard him speak. Uh, at last uh, semester, we studied the book of Daniel, leading the way through Daniel. And I tell you, it was phenomenal because I went into the study thinking it was going to be about the prophecy of Daniel. Mm. And that was probably about a third of what the study was about. The other two-thirds was about the faith of four individuals in a very pagan society, you know, standing up and actually Nebuchadnezzar professed that God was the only God. Mm. How powerful is that? That's and so awesome. and it, he just facilitates it very well, Michael Yusuf. This study is about uh, the book of Ephesians. It's Michael Yusuf again, leading the way through Ephesians. It's about the New Testament uh, church and how Paul uh, provides instruction to the New Testament church of how to deal with things that we're still dealing with in today's world. So uh, we're looking forward to that study. That's fantastic. Richard, thank you very much. Why don't you give it up for Richard Ricks this morning? This is Karen Kapiski, and uh, Karen, so glad that you're here today. Thank you. You've actually led a group for a while now at Hilton Head Island Community Church and been with us for a while since you moved here. And Karen is a school teacher at uh, Hilton Head Christian Academy. Um, tell us a little bit about your group, Karen. Sure. Our group this year is going to focus on young women in our church in the ages of their 20s and 30s. And um, I think that is a sort of a unique group here on our island. Um, we live on a very, very friendly island, but at some points you can feel fairly isolated if you are um, a single young woman here. And so it's just an opportunity for the women of our island to gather together to learn more about God and grow in our relationship with Him. Uh, this year we're going to be studying the book Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. And if you'll indulge me for a moment, I'm going to read a little bit about it uh, from the book cover. The dictionary defines a fan as an enthusiastic admirer. Fans want to be close enough to Jesus to get all the benefits, but not so close that it requires sacrifice. Fans may be fine with repeating a prayer, attending church on the weekend, and slapping a Jesus fish on their bumpers. But is that really the extent of their relationship Jesus wants? I read this book this summer, and it just really convicted me with this question, am I a fan of Jesus, or am I a follower? Am I committed to living my life for him? And so we're going to look at that together this year. It's a great read. It's a great book. Um, and we talk, we use that word a lot here. We talk about being a Christ follower. So I love that you guys are going to do that in your, in your uh, women's group, young ladies group, actually. And so we're very excited about that. Now, tell me about being a leader. You're busy. You're a school teacher. You know, the hours are long. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of stress. Why don't you talk to someone who's in here, like myself sometimes, who's like, well, I've got too much going on. I'm too busy. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I got, you know, the kids, it's this, that, and the other. Tell us um, why it's important for some of the folks who are in here to say, yes, I need to facilitate a life group. I think that um, sometimes our schedules just seem overwhelming to us. I know sometimes at the end of the day, I'm exhausted and tired, and I feel like I don't have anything left to, sh to share with anyone. Um, but God has really blessed the commitment that I've made to being a facilitator. Um, I get as much, if not 10 times more, out of the group than I feel like I ever am able to give. Um, and so I think that, that if that's something that God has placed on your heart, just know that 
He um, is aware of your giftings. He's also aware of your failings, and he will be with you and meet you right where you are um, and just place awesome people in your lives that, that can be a blessing to you. Mm, that's awesome. That's great. Um, Karen's group is actually listed right there at the, uh, on your sheet here, on your sign-up sheet, uh, on the very top there, uh, young women meeting on Monday night. And so, ladies, if you're interested in that, uh, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Richard's group is listed uh, five down there for couples on Wednesday night as well. And so, uh, man, we're just so thankful for you guys. I, I want to, before you leave, I just want to hit a few of these other groups here. Uh, we've mentioned uh, Karen's group. We've uh, The second one down there is Clint and Susie Van Eswegen. They have a group for families that meets on Tuesday nights. And so if you're, uh, if you have family, they uh, kind of deal with childcare. They figure the childcare thing out. And, they deal um, with childcare. They deal with childcare. <laughs> we just throw them out back and let them go As opposed sales. to not. <laughs> or as opposed to letting them run around um, wild. So anyway, uh, they have childcare for that. And, um, and then also, um, I want to highlight Dick King and Pete Keen. Um, they lead a group, and they'll be starting this in a few weeks, called Starting Point. Now, if you're here today, and as Cynthia mentioned up at the beginning of this service, you're going to be a part of baptism coming up in a few weeks, I want to encourage you to be a part of Starting Point. This is a fantastic environment that meets here. It's also going to meet in our backstage. Thank you, Cody. And uh, it's going to be um, geared towards those of you who are new Christ followers, or maybe you're returning to the faith, or maybe it's been a long time since you've read the Bible, or if you're a skeptic. So it's for starters, returners, and skeptics. And so if you're someone who kind of falls into one of those categories, I want to encourage you to be a part of Starting Point. Um, it's uh, 11 weeks long. The first week is going to be an orientation. And so if you're interested in being a part of that, it's more of an environment to ask questions and to have discussion and that sort of thing than it is anything else. And so please be a part of that. Richard Rick's groups, we talked about that one. Gary and Janice Harrison, they are out there working the barbecue crew today. And uh, <laughs> awesome. yeah, absolutely. You need to give them a round of applause. Gary's uh, one of our longtime leaders. He's also an elder, and so uh, they have a group that meets on Wednesdays if you want to be a part of that. That's a mixed group of couples, uh, singles, just a variety of different things. Scott Stewart, turn over that page there. How many of you are from Bluffton? How many of you are from Bluffton? All right, yes. Scott Stewart and Debbie Stewart have volunteered to uh, facilitate a Bluffton group, and that all took place over the last few days. So we're very excited. Thank you, Stuarts, for doing that. And if you are interested in being a part of that group, we will get the information to Scott and Debbie, and they will be in touch with you about when that's going to meet and that sort of thing. We already hit Devin's group. Ann Heinley's group meets on Wednesday nights. I've already talked about that. And Stacy Mitchell's groups. Now, there are two groups that I want to talk about. Number one, there's a lot of interest for those of you who are parents with teenagers. Y'all don't need a group, do you? Nah, you're good. Not at right. all. You got it. You got it all down. You got the whole like leading a teenager thing down. We are doing everything we can to start a group for parents of teenagers. And also that last one on there is a group with parents with young children. And so if you are interested in one of those types of groups or if you are interested in helping us facilitate or host one of those groups, please let us know about that and just give us your information. Hey, why don't we thank Richard and Karen and Cody today. Thank you guys so much.
kind of bringing things to a close today before we go out and have a little lunch or brunch, whatever it is for you. Um, I just want to say this. Um, we've spent these last few weeks talking about group life, talking about community. I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. If you have ever gotten in the car as soon as you left church and went, boy, I feel disconnected. I want to encourage you to be a part of a life group. Because you're going to find your community, you're going to find your sense of identity as a part of Hilton Head Island Community Church much easier there than you ever will on Sunday morning. It's just the way that it is. We're a growing church and a lot happens on Sunday morning and it's kind of crazy and you come in and you leave. I want you to get to know people. If you've ever said, man, they don't care for me. They never called when I was in crisis. Well, first of all, did you call us? Because we can't just know those things. So you need to let us know about those crisis things. But if you have ever said, boy, I just felt left out when I was in crisis. I want to encourage you. Be a part of a life group. Our pastor, Cindy and I had a pastor in Atlanta. And he used to say this. Life groups, small group, community groups, whatever you want to call it, it's the lifeblood of the church. And if you're in that flow, if you are a part of it, you're going to feel home at Hilton Head Island Community Church. If you're not, you're not. And so if you're here today and you're not a part, I want to encourage you to be a part. If there's not one listed that meets your needs, write us a note. Let us know. We will do everything that we can to help you find a place where you can connect in vital community with other Christ followers. And before they all start over the course of these next few days and weeks, I just want to pray over you to end our time together for this series. So why don't you join me in a word of prayer? Father God, I'm so thankful that you yourself, just the very nature of who you are, drives at community. And God, I'm thankful that you didn't intend for us to live our lives alone. God, you intended for us to join with each other and to share our lives together. And Father God, in the strong name of Jesus, I pray that for those who are out there who need to be a part of a life group, God, I pray that you would just convict and challenge them to do that. And God, I thank you so much for these facilitators, this leadership team of life group leaders. God, I thank you for the time that they make, the commitment that they make, God, I thank you that they sacrifice themselves to help facilitate a group. God, I thank you for Joe and Shirley Newton, who were a part of leading our, group, our life group ministry over these past few years. And God, we have, we're going to start off with 16 groups here this fall, largely because of the work they've done over the past two years. And Father, I pray that you would go before our groups, that you would bless them. And God, that you would be honored and glorified by Hilton Head Island Community Church and the group life that we have. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. All right, just a couple things. Now, I know you're dying to see this room behind me. How many of you are excited to see backstage? All right, it's going to be great. Cody's raising his hand. He's lived here for the last week, and he's still excited about seeing it, which is great. Uh, here's a couple instructions. Number one, we're going to dismiss you all in a moment, and you all can go out there and get hot dogs and hamburgers. Please thank the crew that's out there. They're working very hard on a very hot day, so thank them. Um, here's what I need you to do, though. If you have a child in Island Kids... Please get them first. 
Would you do that for us? Okay, go get them, check them out with your new check-in system, and you can go and take them. There's a jumpy house that they're enjoying over there, and um, you can get food, and you can eat the food. When you're done eating the food, then you can go take a look at backstage. You can enter from the far door that's on the side over there. Um, you can enter there, and Cody, and I think some of his team will be in there maybe to show you around and that sort of thing. Please do us a favor, and, and don't take the food in there. Don't take your ketchup and mustard. You know, we're trying to keep it all nice and neat for the kids because they're starting tonight the gig tonight at seven o'clock is that right Did i get that time right so i want to encourage you to go check it out and um, check out that room also just a couple other things um, next week we kick off a brand new message series called this is my family we're very excited about this series it's going to be on family we're going to be talking about different stage of life and different families it's going to be myself cody's going to join me on a couple of those weeks and a very special guest that we have coming in a few weeks that I can't wait to tell you about. So be here next week, same time, 9.30, 11.15. Be here for the kickoff of This Is My Family. If you are part of the Hilton Head Island Community Church family, I want to encourage you to continue to give. Thank you. These last two weeks, we've met budget over these last two weeks. About, isn't that great? After an eight-week stretch where it was a little tight, um, we've met budget. Thank you so much for giving to the kingdom of God, and I want to encourage you to do that. Why don't you stand up this morning? Father God, we thank you so much. I thank you so much for Hilton Head Island Community Church. I love, I love, I love pastoring here. Thank you for bringing us together. God, I pray that you would bless the food that we're about to eat. Father, I pray that you would give us a fantastic week focused on you. We love you so much, Jesus, and in your name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace. See you next Sunday.